0: Welcome to my Love Life Podcast, episode number 142, Keeping Score and Holding Grudges. It's November 9th, 2023. I'm your host, Lisa A. Lundy, author, blogger, YouTuber, motivational speaker, podcaster, etc. I am also a member of the Newsweek Expert Forum. What I do is I help people be happy, healthy, and well-loved, even when life is extremely difficult. As my disclaimer, this podcast does not constitute medical or therapy advice in any capacity. My music is by Howie Moskovich. keeping score and holding grudges. Oh, my heavens, people. So let me just give you a few housekeeping notes before I dive right into this subject uh, of interest. So as my disclaimer, I am not a medical, medical professional. I'm not a therapist. This podcast and All of my content, none of my content, constitutes medical or therapy advice in any capacity. Should you need medical or therapy advice, you should always get that from a licensed healthcare provider. If you are feeling suicidal, thinking about harming yourself, or you feel that life is too hard, or you just simply cannot continue, I am asking you to stop and call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. That number again is 1-800-273-8255. If you understood why you're feeling that way, which by the way, could easily or, extre- or very likely be because of an adverse childhood experience or because of some trauma, you would be able to get yourself untangled and you wouldn't be feeling this badly. So, there is help available for you. I hope you will make that call. Tell people, talk about it. You're not alone. This is a very, very common thing in life, as I'm learning. Now, my next note is for the deaf and hard of hearing community. I do have transcripts for all of my previous podcasts on the hosting platform, which is rss.com. A transcript for this podcast will be available by tomorrow or sooner. And let your people know who happen to be in the deaf or hard of hearing community. And by the way, the transcripts are also good for hearing people, which is why I made them available last year, long before the lawsuit happened, causing platform, hosting platforms to make it available in an easier format. Now, the last thing is, even though I'm recovering from my traumatic car accident on Labor Day, September 4th of this year. I am still planning on doing my giveaway. I'm just not planning on having the uh, my IT guy pull the winners and notifying them until early 2024. So go ahead and enter that giveaway because I'm still running it and we're just delaying the picking and notification of the winners and sh- sending out the prizes. I enjoyed that and I'm sorry, I just couldn't give that up. So go ahead and enter. Now, keeping score and holding grudges. This is two separate things. However, I've lumped them together because frequently the people who keep score also hold grudges and vice versa. So let's get on the same page for what do I mean by this? So, keeping score is actually an idiom to uh, meaning to officially record the number of points, goals, runs, etc that each player gets in either a game or a contest. Note: In the context of this podcast, I am not talking about you keeping score on your goals. I am not talking about you keeping track of your goals or your ambitious thoughts or your objectives. No, those are things you want to do when it comes to goal setting or improving your life. This is a different kind of keeping score, which I will make very clear now. Uh, the definition of grudge is, well, first of all, there's two. As a noun, it means a deep-seated feeling of resentment or rancor. But there is also then intransitive verb for grudge, meaning to be reluctant, to give or admit, to resent for having, or to begrudge. And if you're unfamiliar with begrudge, that means to envy someone, the possession or enjoyment of something, Meaning also meaning envy. So, this is not something that everyone engages in, keeping score or holding grudges. However, I have to say, I think it's actually uh, exceedingly common. I'm, I'm I'm, really reluctant to say that. I only found out about this idea. Well, keeping, holding grudges, we've all known about holding grudges probably since we were young. But the idea of keeping score uh, was kind of a novel idea for me. Uh, until several years ago, and I was like, "Wow, people do that oh wow, people do that oh that kind of ex- it kind of exp- it kind of explains some people's behavior so let's dive into keeping score so we get that flush or flat. so here's some different ideas that'll help you understand what I mean by keeping score if you don't already. so who does what at work at home at in a sport, in an organization in a club? Who called whom last like who made the last contact who paid for what who did this chore or that job chore or that job or this task whose turn is it who was supposed to do this or that whom invited whom the last time whose turn is it to initiate an outing who didn't do their job who didn't text call message or do what was expected, especially since it was their turn who dropped the ball and where. You get the idea. It's a relationship scorecard, which happens at work. It happens in clubs. It happens all over the place where, you know, it's like a tit for tat. And this can be spoken or unspoken. Sometimes it's very upfront and direct at work or sometimes in relationships. Um, It can be, you know, in the form of complaining in relationships. And it can also operate in stealth where people have expectations they're not expressing, then they're building resentments. But there's a keeping score, like you are the hall monitor. Monitoring life, who does what, who does what when, who does what where, whose turn is it, and all of that. You are monitoring life and the people in life, your life or life in general, against who should, against agreements, against expectations, whether they're fair or unfair, whether they're agreed to or one-sided. This is the nature of keeping score. And it's, of course, particularly uh, problematic when it happens in stealth. And it does happen in stealth, sometimes only to rear its ugly head when there's a major upset. And then it's revealed that somebody had an expectation and they've been keeping score, et cetera, et cetera. So I think this is way more common than what you realize. And my question for you is, is this something that you engage in? It's not necessarily bad. I'm not saying keeping score is horrible. I'm not saying that. I'll say more about that later. Um, But do you do this and who do you know who does this? Because this is where the power is going to come later. It's the power is always in what you do and why you do it. And is it helpful? Is it forwarding your life? The next thing to get flat is grudges. Now, you have an idea what I'm talking about with keeping score. And so grudges, I think you probably are very, very well aware of. Grudges usually show up in, in childhood and middle school or junior high or high school, at least, uh, where you have someone who's basically unforgiving Or a person might have unforgiveness as one of their traits. So just to get clear about forgiveness, I am not talking about when I talk about forgiveness that you let somebody back into your life or that you approve of what they did. That is not part of forgiveness. So the it doesn't mean any of those things and people frequently collapse forgiveness to mean that means you have to let them back in your life it means you're saying what they did is okay no that's forgiveness is not saying any of those things forgiveness is for you by the way it's for your mental health and your emotional health it's not for the other person although it's a myth and mistaken thought that people think oh well i don't want to give them the past you're not giving them a past you're giving your own mental health now if you're unfamiliar with the negative consequences of grudges being bad for your health you can just go google it or use your favorite search engine it's on the harvard site it's on the harvard health site it's on the mayo clinic site it's on most reputable mental health sites it's on most physical like health sites like i said harvard or mayo clinic talking about the negative impacts of holding a grudge or conversely the benefits of forgiving someone else now, because I've been introducing and talking about psychoneuroimmunology since last year, since 2022, this comes into play because your mental and emotional health impacts your physical health. That's the that's the broad concept behind psychoneuroimmunology, by the way, which I have a whole podcast on, which by the way... The bell on psychoneuroimmunology has been rung. It will not be unrung. It will not be undone. There's no going back. There was deepening of the science. There's having the science be richer and more rewarding, but it's not, it's not going away people. So anything that you do to manage and improve your mental health, you know, whether you're, you know, dealing with emotions from, um, a betrayal or some other, problematic situation that's going to help your physical health and to to help you on this journey it's a journey people uh, I would love for you to start learning how to manage and process your emotions that's going to be the golden ticket for you for having a powerful life because what happens to most people is something happens they get upset their emotions kind of run the show and they then are at the whim of their emotions. When you learn emotional processing and managing, and you know how to manage or process, your emotions like a champ, you become in the driver's seat of your emotions and your emotions are not going to ruin your life, tank you, take you out of the game. You will be able to seamlessly move forward in life because you have these skills. So for example, I'm laughing, I shouldn't be laughing, but it's a little funny. You could you could have a traumatic car accident and um, you could have this traumatic car accident. And because you're an expert at managing and processing your emotions, you can get through it. Now, that doesn't mean you're not managing processing your emotions. No, you are going to manage and process your emotions, which is what I did starting on September 4th, starting with, oh my God, shock at all. Like, oh my God, I cannot believe this. I'm still in shock, by the way, even though I'm out of rehab and on the mend and, you know, the broken bones are healing, etc. It's still a shock to me that I had this bad car accident like nearly fatal car accident but when you have these skills life cannot take you down i mean yes i cried five to ten minutes a day for the first i think five weeks possibly five weeks in a couple days some days in the beginning in the first three or so weeks maybe four I cried twice a day, but limited five to 10 minutes. And then the other balance, I was processing the gratitude and the grateful emotions that I wasn't brain injured, I'm... You know, didn't lose a limb. I'm all of my injuries will heal. So we had both sides of the emotional scale. We had the the trauma of a near fatal car accident and all of the injuries, which were fairly extensive, but still lucky. And then we had the graciousness of God that I survived it. So when you m- learn emotional processing, oh my goodness, it's like a whole new life for you. That's what it's like. And the people in the hospital and then later in rehab were just like, amazed they were just like would look at me like how, how could you possibly be doing so well well the all the staff for most part the staff and the rehab they knew about the crying piece because you can't cry in a shared room or in a hospital setting or in a rehab setting without getting caught like it's almost impossible well it might have been possible if the five to ten minute window always lined up with no nurse or staff coming into my room But that didn't, that's not how it worked out. So there was common knowledge in the nursing staff, in the hospital, and in the rehab that I was periodically crying and that they were okay with it once I explained why I was crying and what I was doing because that was appropriate, very appropriate to be crying. Now, you as a human being, whether you hold grudges or not, whether you keep score or not, this is like your golden ticket for an amazing life. You get those skills. I promise you, A, no one can take them away. And B, it will change your life forever, forever in the best way. But I am bringing this up under the holding grudges part because... I do have a component. So if you go to my website, www.lisaalundy.com, on the right-hand side of the page, under the Newsweek logo, you will find an icon to click for the free downloadable workbook. It's free. I'm not charging you $25. I'm not charging you a dollar. This is free because this is too important for human health, for society, to let anyone not have it because they can't afford it. And that's actually what happens is we have information and then you have to buy a 149 book or, or you have to buy a $25 book or whatever. Now, this is what we need in society. So there it is. It's for you and it's free. And I have had people using it and the feedback is it's not difficult. It's not complicated. It's easy to use. So go ahead and do that. And then you can decide after you've used all of the different steps, all the different pieces, where you are about forgiving and where you are about holding grudges. So let's turn our attention for a moment to what are the kinds of people who, uh, typically engage in keeping score or holding grudges. Now, again, these are two separate things. It's frequently done by the same type of personality. So number one, this is a common tactic for abusers when it's mean and it's bullying. And because, you know, mean and bullying is by definition abuse and so abusers do that now we have people who are abusers who will deny till their last breath that they were abusers sorry people that doesn't change the facts some people are and they can't see it so people also uh will keep score or hold grudges when they're engaging in some type of self-sabotage which is also a uh, topic that's more common than we give a nod to. Usually self-sabotage is not on purpose and it can be very unconscious, but again it's it's it is it's a common behavior. People who have mental health issues, whether they're diagnosed or not, people who fall into the self-absorbed or self-centered category. Completely true for narcissists, psychopaths, sociopaths, antisocial personality disorder, and a few other mental health issue disorders, people who have low self-esteem are more prone, in my opinion, to engage in that, as well as people who are irrational thinkers, especially, especially emotional reasoners, in my opinion. Now, I say that knowing some emotional reasoners, and emotional reasoners, by the way, is a form of, of a cognitive distortion, which is what irrational thinking is. And, in my opinion, emotional research are the hardest of the cognitive distortions, in my opinion, as a non-clinician, as a layperson, to kind of sort out, to kind of figure out. But they are they are tricky, and they definitely, in my opinion, usually engage in the keeping score and holding grudges. Perfectionists and overly critical people will frequently engage in this. People who have unrealistic or unfair expectations, often unexpressed, will do this as well, as well as people who have low emotional abilities. Well, let's go right back to what I said earlier under the grudge section. It's time for you to start getting some emotional abilities because I've made it excuse. There's no excuse now because you have a free tool. And by the way, uh, I've invited people to critique and criticize what I've put together in my free emotional download the workbook. And it's... uh, uh, So if you've got a criticism, oh, bring it on, bring it on. (laughs) I I would love to hear it. Because of course, I want my work to be impeccable and to be above reproach, which is why I invite that type of thing. Now, if you happen to be someone who has very low self-esteem or you're an irrational thinker, oh, you'll have lots of criticism and your criticism will not hold any water because... If you are an irrational thinker, for starters, that means that all of your views of life, your perceptions, your, you know, your judgments, everything is distorted. It is flawed. Your thinking is flawed. So... I know enough about irrational thinking to be able to kind of sort that out. But if you had a flawed way of thinking, you would look at the emotional processing workbook as flawed because you're looking at it through a flawed lens. So anyway, um, so the thing about keeping score and holding grudges is this is a very common thing that is passed from generation to generation because you grow up with a mother or father who does that. And it's just the the water you've you grew up in. It's like you're common. You you understand it. This is what you know. And this is really not coming from love and affection. It keeping score or holding grudges is the opposite of love and affection. It's basically scarcity. It's the scarcity mentality that there's not enough, and is driven by disempowering attitudes and beliefs that there's not enough. Or oh. They only, they didn't call me back, so I must not be important. That's the thinking of someone with low self-esteem people. If they didn't call you back, A, they might be busy. B, they could be overwhelmed. C, they might not have gotten the message. D, they could be so embarrassed. Like you have no idea, but you go for this very negative. Oh, they don't like me. That's low self-esteem talking. And someone who has feels good about themselves isn't gonna go to that very negative reason right away, or even if at all. But so you are not stuck with keeping score or holding grudges. You're you're not stuck with it. You could be stuck with it if that's what you want. Like that's it's your choice. Um, but it is something that is almost usually kind of learned and it's uh it's sad to me because it's really not empowering it's not empowering to feel like somebody doesn't care about you and so that's why they didn't do their job like there's a lot of inherent judgment and made up meaning in the keeping score um aspect of it so the the big one big reason why i suggest you move away from this is because this is a big energy drain like think about how much time it takes how much energy it takes to keep track of what other people are doing like it takes time and it takes energy because you have to kind of keep that list somewhere in your brain i when i first learned of this which was probably i don't know six seven So, I don't know, some number of years ago, I was really taken aback by this whole keeping score and thinking, well, it's one thing if you have an agreement for someone to do a job and then they don't do it, but this whole idea of, well, I'm not going to be nice to them or call them or do this or do that because they didn't call me back or they didn't or this or that. I I was overwhelmed with the idea of how much energy that would take to, to manage. Like that would just take effort, like a significant effort. It would be work. And of course I work hard. I'm a hard worker, but I'm also the person who likes to play and have fun. So it's not, I'm not saying I'll do as little work as possible. I might be saying that, but, um, I love to have fun and play. And so something that's draining and especially the holding grudges part, well, that means you're holding on to anger. You're holding on to resentment. You may be holding on to jealousy, envy, or some other negative emotions, but that also takes energy. I'm a high energy person. And in part, because I stay away from things that drain my energy. So I have enough energy to go play and laugh and do the things that I love. Well, why not? So does it matter? Well, it matters if you want to have love and affection in your life. Because keeping score or holding grudges will kill off love and affection. So I want to say that one more time. Keeping score or holding grudges kills off love and affection. So where in your life do you want to kill off love and affection do you want to kill off love and affection in your family in your partnership with your significant other or your spouse at work i mean where do you actually want to kill off love and affection where do you want to kill off relationships i don't know but i'm going to give you a few more reasons hopefully that's reason enough no no I don't want to kill off love and affection. Now, that's completely separate, by the way, from people who you might have to distance yourself from. Remember when I was talking about grudges and forgiveness? I'm not saying you unilaterally run off and forgive everyone or anything that's been done to you. No, I am not saying that. I'm saying go do my workbook and work through all the pieces to then arrive at a conclusion where you've actually looked at the context, you've looked at the history, you've looked at your beliefs, you've looked at your attitudes, you've looked at all these different pieces, including whether you're the safe person for someone. Like you've looked at all of that, then you can make a very educated and thoughtful decision about forgiveness, which hopefully you'll forgive somebody, but maybe not. And I mean, listen, people have forgiven the people who killed their child or killed their husband or wife or, or you know, sister or brother, like we have people who forgiven what's unforgivable. We have just go, go look it up on the web. It's all over the web, all these stories of, of forgiveness. Um, but that doesn't mean you let them back in your life. It doesn't mean you say, Oh, what you did was acceptable. So let me give you a couple other reasons that might interest you. So It's unhealthy to keep score and hold grudges. It really is unhealthy. And in some instances, this is the perfect example of you throwing yourself under the bus. So I do have a podcast called Throwing Yourself Under the Bus, which is about you doing something that makes you look bad. I have a whole podcast on that. So in some instances, keeping score or holding a grudge can really... Make you look bad. Throw yourself right under the bus. You might as well just like run right in front of it. it, It's a sign to other people sometimes that it's time for you to get to work on yourself. Some people are going to avoid you if they figure out that's what you do. They're not going to want to be friends with you. They're probably not going to want to date you or have you in their tribe because people don't like that. They don't like it. People are not perfect and they're doing the very best that they can, in my opinion, so if you're sitting there high on your throne going, well, it's been a three days and they didn't call me back. Bye bye. Yeah. yeah, you might end up with a very lonely life. It can also be a sign of low self-esteem or irrational thinking. Neither one of those are things that you want. And I've already mentioned it's a big energy drain. So you can continue to hold grudges all you want. It's your life. It's perfectly fine with me. I really have no skin in the game about what you do or how you live life. I am simply asserting you will have a higher quality of life and more happiness if you can move away from keeping score and holding grudges. So let me just give you a few final suggestions if this falls under your wheelhouse now if you are dealing with someone who does this you cannot do anything about how someone else is organized or how they do life you can now if it's your child yeah i'd go listen to some of my podcasts about children and uh and particularly making your children be nice to each other raising children in the age of technology and um my children are stressing me out. Those three podcasts will help you if it's relative to a young person, child or young person that's still under your roof or under your, your purview. Uh, but if it's another adult, this is not something, you can't change other people. You can try, you can be a good role model. And by being a good role model, you can influence other people. You can inspire other people but I would not spend my time and energy hoping and praying they're going to change. That's usually not. So this, the rest of these suggestions are for you, whether you do this, keeping score or holding a grudge, or whether you're with someone or you have people in your life who do that. And most likely, if you don't do it, you, (coughs) excuse me, definitely have people in your life who do that. So number one, if this, if you do this, just own it. You don't need to beat yourself up. You could just own it. Like I've talked about in many of my podcasts, whether it's the anger one or whether it's one of the, you know, so many podcasts, I've said, oh, yeah, I realized this or that about myself. And instead of being, oh, no, I was like, oh, wow. Like this year, I realized I run away from love and I'm very guarded, (laughs) which is helpful. It's really helpful. I'm not saying I'm proud of that, people. I'm not saying I'm proud, but it's given my trauma in my life. Those are reasonable, reasonable responses. And owning it gives me power over it. So own it if you do it. Don't beat yourself up. Next, I would make a commitment to yourself to grow and develop because that's where it's at, people. If you want more love, happiness, affection, joy, magic in your life, it's all in under the umbrella of growth and development. And all of my content will help you with that. But make a commitment to grow and develop. And don't have it be boring. I recommend you grab a buddy or make, grab a team. Team's, teams good. Buddy's good. Don't do it alone. You can do it alone, and a lot of you will do it alone. Okay, good for you. I'm just telling you, you'll have more fun if you take somebody with you. Remember the whole idea about being fun and having play in your life? Well, yes, bring that. So get a buddy or a team. Definitely, you want to make it playful and fun. Listen, people, life is so hard. Do not allow it to be any harder than it has to be. So you could make a growth and development journey wickedly fun wildly fun you could name a team you could get you you could have prizes you could have costume parties you could just really hit it out of the ballpark and have a ball so um but definitely if you don't have a reward system for your own personal life i would put that high on your list because that's going to help you and if you're spending your time keeping track of what other people are doing i'm suggesting that you could have a better life by doing something else. I I don't keep track of what other people do. I'm too up to my own life. And that's and that makes me happy. It makes other people really annoyed with me, but that's okay. So and in closing, to wrap this up, my number one suggestion if you did nothing else, nothing, nothing else, nothing else, but one thing. Uh, well, this is a hard choice, but I would I would say one of two things. Either Make sure love and affection is like blossoming big time in your life. That can be romantic, it can be platonic, it could be a combination of both, one or the other, or both. Uh, Or, get on my website, download that emotional processing workbook, and start learning it. It's not going to take your brain that long. You might have to go through it a couple of times, but your brain is going to be very focused and want to learn it so that it can free up more energy. But there's some suggestions this is not it's not empowering to do either one keeping score or holding grudges and you're welcome to continue doing it I'd vote for something else that's that's more enjoyable because if you haven't figured out I do enjoy having fun that's it love you I'm Lisa Lundy saying thank you for listening to my Love Life Podcast, episode number 142, Keeping Score and Holding Grudges. I certainly hope you have discovered that you might be well off or better off doing other things with your mental thinking than keeping score or holding grudges, but the choice is yours. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe so you get the new ones automatically because of course you would never want to miss one. And please share this podcast with your friends or family or on social media because this keeping score and holding grudges is not really that helpful. I love you. I hope you're doing well. Hang in there for now. That's it.